let's talk about it. Hello and welcome back to Thick Radio, the podcast where we talk about gaining, feedism and everything in its orbit. I'm James. And I'm Tim, so let's get into it. Today we are joined by another Tim, so I think for the purposes of it not being too confusing, we will refer to him as XL Tim. Sure. Okay. <laughs> there we go. XL Tim, how are you today? I am doing great, guys. Thank you very much for having me. Oh. Thank you for, for being on and for being so generous with your time. It's an, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Pleasure's all mine. Well, we're having you on today because we thought it would be a fantastic opportunity to talk a little bit more about the kind of comparative experiences between maybe some different platforms, some different, you know, places of, of operation, I guess you could say, social media, whatnot, because uh, for the listeners, SLTM, uh, you identify as straight, correct? Yes, I do. So I think that brings an interesting layer in how, you know, we, we uh, as predominantly queer men, have a history of platforms and websites and narratives that we, we use and reference quite quite comfortably and quite often to know, like, this is kind of that history. So I think it'll be interesting to explore, like, how that maybe diverges for yourself and all those different bits and pieces. So you ready to get stuck in? Absolutely. Good stuff. So listen, the first question for me is how did you discover the wider weight gain community? I first became aware in high school, um, looking at uh, porno magazines uh, for larger women. I always have been into big women and uh, they had stories in them and the stories would be about feeders and feedies. And that blew my mind. Had no idea. Um, I'm 46. So this is going back now to the early nineties where I did, I like so many people. And like, I've heard so many times in your podcast, I thought I was the only one. Like I thought no one else felt like this. And I was the only person down in my basement, stuffing my clothes, um, trying to hide that from my family uh in in to me what was disgrace uh but yeah that's where i first understood that there were other people but had no way to i i was so scared of it uh i had no way to reach out to anyone or Mm. or to uh to contact anyone um fast forward now to college now it's the later 90s where the internet um became available to me um and so i started just doing searches in the literally in the library of my college um, where now there probably would have been, you know, uh, Navy seals falling from the ceiling coming to you know stop me from looking at such terrible things. Um, anyway. So, but the first thing that I found was beefy frat um, and there was a chat room and that literally changed my life. Um, I started chatting with other guys and uh, everyone was so accepting and so welcoming. And because I've always said, you know, I, I, I said, I, I, I am straight. I hope that's okay. If it's not, please let me know. I, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, be somewhere where I'm not, uh, let's say not welcome, but you know, we're anyway. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it was quite the opposite. Everyone couldn't have been kinder. Um, 
and uh, yeah, it just it just developed from there where I, 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 I found that there was this community. I find that fascinating because I feel like the conversation about like, you know, often um, gainers will have this conversation about heterosexual men invading their spaces and how it makes them uncomfortable and all this other stuff. And like, we know about certain gainers that have risen to prominence and they are actually like heterosexual and, and how they say that, um, you know, oh, you shouldn't be giving your money and your time and attention to these people because they're not really a part of our community. So I'm, I'm really fascinated that like over 20 years ago at this point, you know, on Beefy Frat, you were, you didn't encounter that problem, you know, because I feel like this is a conversation that gets brought up every now and again with these like fake gainers. Um, and I know that you're, you are a real gainer, but like the whole fact that, um, that you're heterosexual, like that wasn't a, a deterrent for them back then. Whereas I feel like now they would say like, oh, this is our space. Don't get me wrong. I did. It, it, it was once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was not, you know, what I, I, I could probably count on two hands uh, throughout my college experience anyway. Um, mm-hmm. You know, how many, and no one was overly aggressive. It was just, you know, what are you doing here type of thing? And, you know, why, why would you be here? Um, and there were some folks that would approach me like that. And I would explain just, you know, I'm very interested in this community and um, I'd love to be, you know, a part of it and learn more from, from all of you. And some folks even said, oh, okay. You know, I wasn't because I wasn't looking to. That was pre-webcam. That was pre-OnlyFans. Yeah. So you know, I wasn't trying to make money off of it, or you know, at any time was I trying to uh, how to say it. I, I was never faking who I was, you know, and I was never acting like anything but what I was. Um, now, don't get me wrong, too. There was a lot of people that um, can you send me pictures, mm. um, and you know, so mm. I had to get a digital camera. Um, and I would post pictures. Um, and there were people that would send me, you know, uh, uh, not, not as a barter, but, you know, there were people, very yeah. nice people that would, would make me fudge and they'd send me fudge. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny then, like not like looking at it now, like if someone sent you food, mm-hmm. you know, with everything that happens in bars and everything else, it's like, oh, my goodness gracious. Um, mm-hmm. But at the time I was like, yay. <laughs> it was, it was well, wonderful. You know what? I, want to, I want to applaud all that because, I mean, thank you for being secure enough in your sexuality not to feel threatened by having men ask you for your picture. Because, like, that's something that we can sometimes encounter, you know, like a straight guy going, oh, why do you want my pictures? You know, like, I, I'm not into you. I'm not into men. That kind of thing. But the fact that you were willing to share your progress pictures, despite the fact that I'm sure at least a couple of them were finding them erotic, you know, say. and that not threatening you. I think that's really great. I think you deserve flowers for that. Well, well I, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I, 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 I liked that. And I still, and even now on grammar, there's times where I'll have people, you know, who will ask me, what are you doing here? And I'll say, to, I, I like to be appreciated. It's nice to, you know, uh, to, 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 people appreciate what I'm doing with my body, um, you know, trying to gain. Um, and I enjoy, I enjoy uh, people. I enjoy people enjoying it and yeah. I enjoy the praise. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm not going to pretend like I'm doing it for everybody else. Um, you know, it's, uh, I, I like it and I get a lot from that, which is great. Um, and then, yeah, it was until gosh, then I remember gainer web had that oh, chat yeah. room with the cameras and I was one of those floating bellies for a while. I was too terrified to show my face. Um, 
and it had nothing to do with it being you know, I was straight and everyone else was was gay. It was just anywhere. I was too afraid. And then little by little, I sort of put the camera up and it's like hi, um, and I was like, this is this is great. And again, from there, I made a lot of I made a lot of new friends, mm. uh, people I still talk to now, um, and I've had great experiences with. I'm really glad to hear that. You know, it's funny even even hearing that journey there. I think there's so many historical touch points to really to really speak on. You know, I think when we refer to, for example, you being like uh, willing to talk to people and not allowing, you know, the difference in sexual inclination to to uh, detract from community, so to say. You know, I think it is worth referencing the fact that you know it wasn't so long ago that there was really such a divide between straight identifying men and queer identifying men that there was a lot of fear and a lot of physical unsafety shall we say that i think was felt by a lot of queer people so i can appreciate that especially for that kind of a time period more so maybe than now there is that sense of unsafety where someone questions the straight man and goes why are you in this space why are you here what do you want and maybe has their back up with a sense of concern like i don't know what's going to come from this but i think again parroting what tim has said there's a real need to offer the flowers there because I have to say these days I wouldn't give it because I'd be like great you're a straight person who's not addicted to queer people great doing the bare minimum fabulous but certainly back in a time when that truly would have been a rarity to experience I think that's wonderful that you walked into the space doing so and maybe to step into that conversation for a brief moment reflecting on that part of your sense of self security in your sexuality, a comfort around same-sex attracted men and a willingness to put yourself forward in that space. Where do you feel like that came from for you? Um, that level of comfort came from doing theater. Um, I, I, I grew up playing sports um, and uh, I, I was a kid from Connecticut. Um, so, you know, um, and I, I my... I grew up with my sister telling me, my sister's about seven years older than me. I grew up with my sister telling me if a gay person touches you with their finger, you could get AIDS. Um, and so it, and I didn't know. I was, I think, eight years old when she told me that. And it wasn't until high school when I started doing theater um, and I stopped doing sports and I got that mentality out of my head, thankfully, that I, I it was where the first time I met anyone who was homosexual. Um, and it, 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 this may sound ridiculous, but I thought, oh, he's like me, um, because that was not something that I thought. I, I, I thought if they touched me with their finger, I could get AIDS, um, because that's what my dopey sister told me. Um, anyway, forgive me, I'm off the tangent. So, uh, but that was where I really started to become uh, comfortable in the in in the in the homosexual community, um, and you know, I would have people make passes at me and I would no thank you. Um, and the vast majority of the time it would be respectful. Um, sometimes not, and, you know, but that's the same with anything. Um, but yeah. And so I think by the time when I was in college, that's when I was doing a lot of theater. Um, and it really wasn't until gosh, my junior senior year that I started to look online and find that's where I found uh, beefy frat. Um, and yeah. So by then, I, I had a real level of comfort that I just, you know, these are just good people who were looking into the same thing that I am. And, uh, and that's continued ever since. That's great. 
You know, and, and it feels so funny in a way to almost go like, oh, how simple exposure to people who are different than you helps you to understand that actually we're, we've all got a lot more in common than we give ourselves credit to think. And honestly, that applies not just to straight men with gay men, that is white people with black people, that is with trans people and people with disabilities, it's across the board, you know, and kind of interesting how you said as well, like your sister when you were so young, that remark about AIDS people let's let's remember this is why it's important to watch what we say around kids because they're little sponges they pick shit up and they don't know no different if they hear about aids and all kinds of weird rhetoric that people are out there saying shit people gonna say it kids are gonna pick it up and that becomes belief systems that stay for a lifetime so you know i think it's quite nice to hear that unpacking and how just yeah exposure to different people and different ideas really does help to bring things forward and the moment you say you're a theater kid i'm like ah oh, i know exactly that person you know i've been in showmances with all of my straight male friends you know and it's all just comfort it's all fine nobody cares because when you're in theater you don't have time to care you're too busy doing a quick change before your next stint on stage there's boobies and, and willies and all sorts of things it's like no one's got time to look i'm trying to put on a leotard and get my dance numbers out before i <laughs> I'm gonna run backstage, around stage right. I was on stage left. This is insane, and I have to I have to make sure that I've put the right amount of makeup and setting spray on, so I'm not sweating the foundation off. Because you're gonna cook under the uh -huh. it's a whole thing. So I God, that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> oh boy, <is> this... <laughs> there's a um, there's quite a. I, I will admit this. When I first started gaming, I had one of those like, not like a wet dream type of thing, but very much like a a predictor of the future type of dream where I kept dreaming about this theater that I used to perform in very regularly. And I always used to think to myself, God, I'd love to get to the sides where, you know, I'm not going to go to the audition and they're not going to ask me to audition because I'm not quite in a, in a size anymore where I can fit into the costumes or keep up with the dance numbers, but I'll still go to the theater and support. And, you know, the dream of being like so broad and so wide that I have to squeeze myself into those teeny tiny theater seats, you know, and everyone's there paying attention and I'm the guy on the end seats. I need the extra leg room and I've got snacks down the side and I'm just, you know, uh -oh. being indulgent, knowing like I could have been up there on stage, but I'm not because I'm too busy cramming food into my mouth. And like, that was very much like a, a salivatory moment for me where I was like, Ooh, I want that. And still gunning for it. Still gunning for it. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think it's great. I've had, believe me, I, I've had definitely the fantasy, but uh, of getting too fat to be able to, to do it. Cause I still perform now. Um, yeah. And it's funny too. I, when I was a kid, I, I, I was thin and I was, I was a leading man. Um, mm -hmm. And that was the same through college. And then I moved to New York City to try to become an actor. Um, I like to, I steal John Stewart's line that I threw my hat into the ring of acting and the ring threw it right back. Um, <laughs> and, and I realized quickly it wasn't going to be what I wanted to do for a living. Um, but anyway, so now the always a leading man or a leading type. And then fast forward where 13 years later, when I started performing again, because I just got wrapped up in life like everybody does, and I stopped doing theater. Um, the first show I did was Godspell, coming back. And I, I don't know if you know the show, but it, there, there's mm -hmm. a lot of chance for improv. Yeah. And the director said, I want to see some impressions. And the first one that jumped into my head, uh, this is a lie, actually. I, had a, I was trying to do a bad Michael Caine, um, and it just wasn't working. And so I'm in my apartment, and I see this sport jacket 
the seersucker sport jacket and i thought chris farley um that matt foley thing and we i did find a house thing by the road. oh my god and so i i still remember when i first did it in rehearsal and i had to stop because i mean i was doing chris farley okay i'm not gonna say it because i was so amazing but everyone was just roaring um and but it was like to see that and then my friends said to me when they came to see the show they said to we we always knew you were a funny guy, but we, we always saw you do these leading roles. We never saw you do comedy. And now since I've gotten fat, I've played Uncle Fester. I've played one of the gangsters in Kiss Me Kate. Um, you know, just almost always comedy. Yeah. Um, and it's what I've grown to love. I, I like it so much more than those leading man roles um, where I thought you know, to get the lead was to be a great actor. And mm. there are great actors that are leads. So I'm, not, I'm not shitting on that. But um, yeah, to, to be a character actor and to be fat, Oh, it's the best. Oh, my goodness. There's something really to be said when you think about character actors like Jim Carrey, you know, and obviously what people love about him is this ability to contort his face and create expression oh, yeah. in his eyes. And when you are fat, you've literally got more dimension to play with. Like, I'll do this to him all the time. Like, I'll just be like, you know, and it's like, <laughs> like, listen, as you couldn't see, I was pulling a, a face with my, my fat neck rolls there. But, you know, it's like there, there's a there's something visceral that happens to the self when you see like a person who is fat, like contorting the chins and the chest and the belly and the side. And, you know, it creates dimension and depth literally by virtue. So I think there is something to be said about that. Um, though, if I can ask, because as you say, you transitioned from doing those leading male roles to the comedic sidekick is typically the, the ascension there. And I imagine, especially within the straight world, that there is a question around masculinity and especially as far as fat's concerned it happens in gay world specifically you know we lean into these this presentation of being hypermasculine, and so often the thing that makes us fat can feminize us or androgenize us wherein we no longer look a stereotypically masculine way and that can play on the psyche that can affect the person how they see themselves how they feel themselves literally fitting into the world around them if i can maybe probe a little what was that experience like for you? Um, it, it, it was an eye opener for sure. Um, for one, I was very used to when I was in theater that I, I everything I said was funny to the women that I performed with because I was this young, thin, handsome man um, by their standards. And so when I started doing the show after 13 years, coming back you know, about a hundred pounds fatter than I used to be. Um, the goofy jokes that I made weren't as funny to them anymore uh, because they were handsome leading men that they could dote upon. Um, mm. And that was when I was, you know what, all right, I really got to bring my A game here. Um, one, if I want to be funny in the show and two, if I want to get laid. Um, so I you know, really had to, had to dig deep and actually be very funny. Um, in that respect, I, I, I I love, I, I would love to see the size of my costumes. I would love, I, I still do. I love getting measured. Um, you know, when, especially the last, you know, the last show I did, my waist was wider than it's ever been. Um, things like that. It's so, it's so exciting to me. Um, and then to where you get measured usually in your, one of your first rehearsals and then it's, sorry, anyone can lose weight, but no one can gain weight. That's kind of fun too, because then I, 
I almost always wind up hearing from the costume folks. So can you bring some stuff in? Like, do you have some suits? Do you have some clothes? Because, you know, they don't, they just don't have, especially community theater, you know, finding oh, stuff in my size. Community theater is such a, uh, you know, uh, there is a line uh, that is said by the Vivian on All Stars 7 during a comedy roast. And she points to her compatriots and she said it was a real who's who of who's available. And sometimes that is absolutely community theater. <laughs> It is oh, 100%. The, the casting crew is the who's who of who had time on a Saturday to stick around and throw something together. Um, and that poor costume designer took one look at you and said, there's not a, a fridge big enough to wrap a bolt of fabric around and stick a zipper in the back. You know, she's like, I need you <laughs> to bring in something <laughs> that is already built to fit. I think, you know, from, from a gainer perspective, that's quite the compliment to the incredible weight that you've gained, you know, and the way that you carry it, that you can present yourself in such a way that measurement is required to make sure that like, oh, maybe we could, because he carries himself like such a confident person, seems to shed a few inches, but no, no, we double check the waist. There are more inches than what we thought and nothing we <laughs> have on set is going to quite go around that, you know. Uh, we could take down the scrim and uh, buckle it around the waist to make a lovely coat, <laughs> but... Uh, oh, yeah. I don't think I don't think there's anything we have. No, that'll work. No, quite. so yeah, I have a couple of pair of character pants that I usually bring to every show that go with suspenders. Um, yeah. yeah, you know they don't have a lot of size fifty six or fifty eight jackets. Um, yeah, yeah, not so much. Um, so yeah, I have the same thing. I have character jackets that I've you know, bought that I don't really wear to work or anything like that. So I just bring those to shows. Uh, just. But it's funny too with the bigger musicals that we've done. You know, we did Mamma Mia, and I played Harry, and uh, we had a, an unbelievable costume person for that, and she worked seemingly around the clock. And um, I, I, I think I only brought one. I had a pair of linen pants and a, a shirt, like when I was on the beach. Um, that was the only thing that I supplied of my own. Everything else, she got for me, and I was super impressed. I was like, holy moly. Wow. I'm I'm now just picturing you in like that fabulous '70s style, like bright, vibrant, colored jumpsuit with the flare bell bottoms, and I'm just enraptured. Sort of a man that size in a in a jumpsuit. Oh, I'll send you a picture. Fantastic! I have it. <laughs> oh, love it. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what we call networking. Uh, <laughs> so, there you go. Um, but listen, I I love this opportunity to kind of delve into you know the narrative of what does it mean because. Again, as gay men, we kind of know what it means to kind of subvert masculinity and present it in such a fat way. But I imagine, like, as a straight man, especially when it comes to wooing a woman, there's such a different question on how do you present yourself as a quote-unquote virile, attractive male. You know what you have to offer, but systemic fat phobia tells that woman he may not be the right fit or any kind of fit. So... You know, maybe touching on that for a moment here, what has that experience been like in terms of trying to find a partner and that kind of narrative in your weight gain journey? Um, it's it's been tricky. <clears throat> it's definitely been tricky. Uh, you know, I'm 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 a fairly confident person. Um, I'm pretty quiet when I get to know people, but you know, once once I get past that threshold, um, then it's all over. Um. But uh, yeah, it was it was definitely tough because I couldn't, like I said before, I couldn't rely on, you know, where I, as I thought I was a lot funnier than I was, 
know, because when I flirted, I got a lot of giggles and a lot of reaction, but positive reactions um, that I don't get now. Um, now, granted, I'm older as well, but you know, a lot of it's because of my size. Um, but you know, to me, it's if it's someone I'm attracted to, I I try to I, I go for it. Um, and then you know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, that's fine too. You know, I could certainly understand. We all have preferences. And so if I'm not what someone prefers, then, but I have heard quite a few times, you know, you're not the kind of guy I usually go with. And I, I love that. So I'm like, yeah, you never, you've never been with a fatty before. All right. I mean, listen, you better turn those adorable girls into chubby chasers because listen, we need to let the people know that fat is absolutely where it's at. I think back to the first twink I hooked up with after I really started gaining weight. And I think his impression was like, I don't know what to do with your body. But it was amazing that after throwing my weight around a little bit, how quickly he seemed to really get into body worship and just the idea- Oh, they, they get so sub so quickly. I mean, <laughs> it's little things like, you know, that they're gonna go for oral and then like you kind of go up a step to the belly and like you drop the belly on their face and they kind of, oh, oh. they don't know what's <laughs> going on. But the way in which suddenly that it, it ties into asphyxiation like oh their breath control is being had and they suddenly get very subby like worshiping this incredible belly that's like taking that power away from them and it's very it's very affirming as a gainer to be like that's right my physical bulk did that to you i didn't have to put in an ounce of effort my belly just went flop right on your face and that has transformed this situation entirely so wow. I think that's fabulous. You know, take those opportunities with girls and get them to be like, yes, that is absolutely the moment. Oh, um, sure. I am curious to ask, because you mentioned Beefy Frat was your first forum and you went on to gain a web. I'm not up to date with all the platforms that heterosexual people tend to use these days. What is the kind of timeline of you utilizing, I guess, so to say, straight platforms? Tell me about that. What are some of the places you've been on? Sure. Um, the first, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Dimensions Magazine, um, and I'm not calling that a straight platform. It's just where that's where I, that's where I started to meet women um, within this community. Um, you know, it's it's it's, it's a great site. I'm not, I'm not you know, trash. It's it's a little bit clunky when it comes to you know, where where if you look at Grammar right now, it's so easy to. All right, I looked you up. Here you are. Now we're chatting, and boom, it's done. Um, you know, with dimensions, it was a little trickier. Um, then on to Fantasy Feeder. Um, that was what that that one really, really turned my life around. That was where I really wow, holy moly. Um, this this is truly something. This isn't just a, a I mean, it's obviously it's fringe, but um, it's not as fringe as I thought, because here's people really sharing pictures and they did have a chat um, and that's where I really started to meet people. I was in New York city at the time too, when I found it. So, um, you know, when you have 10 million people all together, your, 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 your odds go up substantially. Um, so I used that for quite a while. And then let me think then when I was on Grommer, uh, I remember thinking, gosh, I wish there was a Grommer for straight people. And then, so I started to get messages from folks at, Grammar asking me, hey, we're trying to launch this new site um, that would be for not just for straight people, but would it would include straight people as well. Um, and we kind of want your thoughts on it. And I thought, wow. And so, you know, I kind of 
threw out some thoughts that I had. I couldn't tell you what they were. Um, and then a year later or so, that's when Phoebe came about. Wow. So that's quite cool then that, I mean, clearly that's how much of an iconic presence you've had in the gainer community that people went, hey, this guy, Tim, we know him to be like an iconic straight gainer who's down to chat. So, I mean, I think that immediately speaks to your presence and the knowledge that people have of you that they went, who's the guy that we want to talk to to get some insight on this? This is the guy who. So that's that's pretty awesome, man. It was very flattering. Um, I'm sure there was plenty of other people too. I'm not acting like I was uh, no, no, patient, patient sure. zero, <laughs> but uh, it was asked. I think again, like it just speaks yeah. to it speaks to you, and that take your flowers. You know, that's that's pretty cool. So, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. It was very very cool. And then yeah, Phoebe was the next, uh, which which I still use. Hmm. And I know that there's like fantasy feeder as well. I don't know. Is that like a more of a forum? <clears throat> Than it is like a like a like a social media platform. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit more of a forum. Um, they've come a long way. Yeah, they sure have. Um, but uh, you know, again, where Phoebe just has just like Grammar does that, uh, where it's a social media app as yeah. opposed to just a website. It does mm -hmm. what it does. So, yeah. as a curiosity, you you you're probably one of those few people who've had like extensive experience on typically queer platforms and typically straight platforms. Do you feel like there is much of a difference between the two? Um, there definitely is. Yes. Um, 100% when you, um, Phoebe, I find there's a lot, there's a lot more drama. Um, because I, I, I I wouldn't presume to know because, um, but I see, you know, it's, it doesn't seem to be as respectful um, as grammar is uh, from my experience. Uh, it's a lot of you know, people just, which is the same on every social media, I suppose. Uh, you know, there's always trolls. There's always people who are shit talking and trying to get other people angry. Um, and that boy, that just seems to be rampant over there. Um, unfortunately um and there's wonderful people as well and for the most part it's it's a very nice place um i guess just where my experience in grammar was so uh has been so good and you know what maybe that's because too i haven't i haven't been looking for a relationship there um so in that respect you know i've just sort of kind of drop in you talk to my friends um drop down pictures and that's that. Mm. I don't know. No, I think that's good to, to kind of get a sense of that difference because I don't know, sometimes I think we do take it for granted on grammar, especially when prior to people, um, there were women who would post. And I feel like I saw discourse once of people critiquing there being women and her response was, there's nowhere else for me to go because mm. there are no platforms. So, you know, I think sometimes as, as queer people, we do get kind of used to the narrative that everything we have is kind of the straight hand-me-down like the straights have it first and then we kind of catch up to make the thing but this is probably one of those rare examples where we get to have it first and it's not about pulling the rug out from underneath people's feet but maybe there's a moment of respecting that maybe there are other groups that admire what we have and it's not about saying screw you get your own it's maybe it's about Kind of like what the grammar people did you know it's saying hey there's a need for this there's a demand for this let's create a space 
and actually let's let's invite people to the table let's not turn them away hungry that feels very counter logic when it comes to gaming sure you're gonna send them away at least give them the doggy bag you know it's like come on <laughs> if there's no space for you at the table yeah, come on, you get you a little side get you a little something <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. thing. um <clears throat> um my tim <laughs> yes. what, what are we going to call you co-host tim you know what? Fuck, yeah. we'll co-host tim in these episodes okay. yeah. co-host tim. um you know as someone of a similar vintage to xl tim you know what is your take on the kind of expansiveness of gainer platforms i know we've talked about it a little bit over time but at least in your own knowledge and experience what do you notice about the evolution of the typical gainer platform um, <clears throat> I mean, obviously it's improved in quality as the internet has, but there's, there's something that I, I, I think is kind of funny is like when I first got into the gainer scene at around 18 years old, you know, I thought that this was something that only gay guys did because I didn't see heterosexual people posting on belly builders or gainer web, or, I mean, yeah, they were there, but like, obviously I wasn't following them or wasn't even aware of them. So I really thought that this was something that only gay men did. And then as um, the internet went on and, and web, more websites came along, and I remember like even on Beefy Frat, there were a couple of women on there. And I was like, I didn't know that women were into this. <clears throat> it's that kind of that weird um, cognitive dissonance where like you think that you're the only person who's into it for the longest time. Then you discover that there's a whole community. And then you come to find out that like you're not even unique. Like th this this particular thing has been going on forever. You know, and it's all walks of life, all sexualities, all gender identities and all that. And it's like, that's why I sometimes feel like the old guy who has to be clued into what's going on in the world. It's like, wait a minute, you're into this too? Um, yeah, it's just, it's it's been a really interesting journey, like just to watch what has happened in 20 years of being in this online space. Mm. You Absolutely. Absolutely. I like to believe that uh, the whole reason certain like Eastern and indigenous cultures love the idea of like the plump boy or the plump girl, like, you know, fattening and feeding them up or like the family culture of like, you're a visitor, you come to my home, I must make you a plate, you must eat, 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 you're not eating, you need to eat, 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 eat. I would love to believe that all of that stemmed from like some very influential gainers back like a thousand years prior who were just like, <laughs> caught stuffing like extra food in their face. People were like, what are you doing? And people were just like, it's a cultural thing. I like to feed people. It shows that I care. And then nobody questioned it because they were like, yeah, that's great. Love that. Um, oh, no, I, I, I love that type of conversation. As a point of curiosity, because you have had that dissonance knowing kind of both worlds in a sense, I want to ask you, what do you feel that the straight communities can kind of learn from how the gay men tend to interact? And what do you think gay men can learn from how the straight community do what they do? Oh boy. Um, golly. I gotta say it's, there's an interesting thing that happens that I, if I post a picture on Grommer, um, I'll, 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 I'll get how everybody likes I get, let's say it's 15. Um, I post the same picture on Phoebe. <clears throat> I get the same five people that like my picture every time and mm -hmm. I, I almost never break through that the same with comments and <clears throat> from people that i've women that i've talked to um i've just I, I've, I've mentioned that and the response i've gotten is <clears throat> we can't respond because if we do, if, if i like your picture 
of you with your shirt off, I get a hundred messages. And they said, I'm not even exaggerating. 100 messages with dick pics with, Hey, hi, what's up? You know, want to fuck make me fat because they, there's people who are just scanning and looking for that. And so they just, they're taking every opportunity they can to, to, uh, um, what am I trying to say? Lies and themselves. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gosh, like taking advantage, like they think that a door has been opened and now they can like have their immediate in like, oh, we're done with the flirtation. We can move straight to sex. Yes, very, very. And if if I if I do that with 200 women and even one says, yes, that's a win, Um, you know, not thinking that these are people, these are humans, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and that's and that's for just anyone, let alone women that actually want to post pictures of themselves um not a lot not to mention sex workers the the just horrible way they get treated it's 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 so it's such a i mean it's it's gross um and i hate it but it's also it it sucks because you know i like to think i'm a pretty good guy and i try to you know reach out hi i'm tim and this is my you know no response um and understandably so because i'm one of a hundred people that day you know, that was reaching out to them um, and doing just that. So um, on the, on the Phoebe side, and I'll get that once in a while on Grommer as well. I get my share of, you know, hi, Hey, um, I get dick pics. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, even I put in, I put in my profile that I'm straight, but most people, um, you know, no matter who you are, a lot of people just don't Mm -hmm. read that. They just see a picture and, you know, they get, fired up about it and i did it too when i was young um and was i didn't i didn't know any better i was an idiot um it goes to to kind of what uh what tim was saying over 20 years when i started on fantasy feeder i was in my 20s um and i was too young for everybody everybody seemed to be 30 and 40 and did not want to talk to a 24 year old Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden one day i was 40 and i was way too old everybody welcome to my world honey welcome to my world um tumblr was something i didn't mention either where uh mm-hmm. a lot of people reblog my picture and when i look at their at their blog um it's all men that are in their 60s and 70s um and, and that's great good for them but i was like i'm 46 i didn't think i was that old God damn it. <laughs> Again, and I don't think that I look that old, but I have been told that I am too, like I have reached out to people locally, you know, and I'm just like, and it's it's a very simple thing. It's like, hey, I live in the same city as you. Um, would you ever like to meet up and like talk over a cup of coffee or get a meal together? You know, just get to know people. And I have had a couple of them say, I'm sorry, you're too old for me. And I wanted to be like, look, dude, I'm not, I'm not offering you sex to begin with. Like, I'm not saying that sex is on the table and two, okay. Like I'm close to 40 and you are 28. That's not that huge uh, age difference. You know, like, I think that we could find things to talk about. Yeah. Very that point. And I got to say, there's a reassurance in what you were saying, XL Tim, the whole, like you post something and then guys get real horny and they're like, dick, pick, dick, pick, dick, pick, like just not even looking. And honestly, it's a, there was a song done by Johnny McGovern, gay artist, uh, called Dickmatized. <laughs> where it's just like, you see, in his instance, it's a penis. But, you know, in our instance, it's the belly. And, like, we see it and we just 
blinders on, nothing else matters, it's the belly or death. Like, I must mash my face, I will will steamroll everything to get what I want. And, I don't know, maybe there's a unity there in gay men and straight men that we we all have a tendency to do the exact same thing. And I guess I've just taken it for granted about, like, the unsolicited dick pics thing, because that doesn't happen to me. (laughs) I don't get unsolicited dick pics. It doesn't happen to me these days. But look, I'll be honest, from the gay perspective, the only thing sexual I find about a penis is when it's smothered in a delicious fat pad and barely visible. It's like uh, most men would be like, oh... That's not what I wanted you to be aroused by, but like that's what I go for. You know, it's like if, if I'm gonna sure. with it, I know what I like. And it's not the actual device itself, it's the surrounding mechanics that go on and about. And also, like, I, I, I wonder how many how many others could also agree with this. You know, it's like I could hook up with a man, and if I never touched his genitalia and just focused on his belly, on his fat, I I would call that success. I would call that a perfectly fulfilled sexual experience you know um and that's another thing i kind of love about fat is like there's not always this pressure and expectation for for genitals for dick for whatever like you can just enjoy luscious beautiful bellies and bodies and you know call it there and have a, a lovely time sure. i don't it. think i've ever had a single gainer hookup that ended in penetration yet and i've said this before during one of our episodes on feeding it's like if you fed me like, if sex was going to happen prior, it's not happening now, because now I'm full of food. Like the last oh, thing... yeah. yeah. Now I'm in a sugar coma, and I can't even mm-hmm. think straight, let alone... <laughs> yeah, the, yes. the, oh, the last feeder who tried to do that, I was truly, like, swatting him away like a fly, like, huh? No, run my belly and kiss me and treat me nicely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's, it's like, because you're, in the, you're in the midst of, of, sometimes people call it the meat sweats or, like, uh, the itis. <laughs> I'm like, no, I got the itis. You gotta, you yeah. gotta leave me alone for a while. I mean, XL2, what have your experiences been? Please share. Oh, 100% with the, um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, where, yeah, just that. You, you, you get to where um, you're so full. And then the, the, the fantasy kicks in for people where it's, they haven't done it before, or maybe even they have. But um, with feeders I've been with, I'll, I'll, I'll eat a whole pizza and then it's well can you do another one and i'm like no i'm like i just ate three pounds of cheese and whatever much crust like that's that's a lot of food and now sorry but i'm gonna be in the bathroom for a while and then and that's what i get ew gross it's like well, what what did you think was what gonna did you happen expect oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like i'm a person put something in not... something's gonna come out i'm sorry yeah sorry that's how the human body works absolutely so you know let alone burping or you know flatulence or anything like that um it's uh so gross and it's like what i I get it this is your fantasy and you think that you can fill me with you know nine it's like the people that would i would see i just had 92 pieces of sushi tonight no you didn't stop that maybe there's some who can i don't know but i'm a pretty big guy and i can eat a good amount of food and when I hear people like I've eaten five pizzas tonight, probably not. Yeah. I mean, I would um, think that one would go into a uh, uh, like an insulin shock after that much, uh, after that many carbs. Like, <laughs> yes, indeed. My goodness. Yeah. Um, it, but it, uh, I'm sorry, I lost my thought. Darn it. 
Did you know what that? That's just like, ah, forgive me. Sorry. Like, um, I want to know what has your experience been like with like feeder and feeding expectations? Like, because in my experience, much like what you parroted, you know, you get people who just have not a fucking clue about the depth of the stomach or the capability of a human. Like, people truly want to like scoop ice cream straight out of the tub and put it in the funnel and want to know why you're not immediately chugging liquid and then they're like oh i'll just stick this in the microwave like no do not stick that there it's gonna curdle and separate and go fucking weird can you just yeah. leave it out for 30 just for 30 minutes bit of prep mate yeah out for 30 minutes and <laughs> yeah that's Let's like chat. If, you, if you really want to stuff someone who has absolutely no limitations and no um you know, uh, problems that were, why don't you just get a blow up doll and fill it with whipped cream or something? <laughs> like, yeah, right. Oh, and another PSA, cause I had someone offer me this recently. If you're going to like make me chug things, please do not put solid items in said liquid. Like if you're going to oh, make yeah. me chug ice cream, that shit has to be plain flavor. Vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, mint, whatever. Oh, yeah. You can't like, if it's got candy or chunks yeah, of things no in it food. or yeah, you can't do yeah. that. Yeah. Do not fucking do that. You will choke somebody out. They will gag and they will, it won't be pretty. Okay. You know, I what? will say though, I have used an entire pint of Ben and Jerry's salted caramel core blondie or whatever. What I can't remember the exact name of it. Like that blends really well because the brown, <laughs> like if you leave it out to get completely soft, the um, blondie bits in there get completely soaked. So they blend oh. really nicely. But they got, but that's inside the trading knowledge, right? That that's some mm-hmm. logic. Look, I know we've we've put out notes to feeders in the past, but if you've never fed anyone before, think of it like this. If you wouldn't feed it to yourself, don't feed it to someone else, okay? If you know that you've got limits, know that other people have got limits and respect it. When a gainer yes. says stop, you fucking stop. You let them breathe. You leave them alone. And if they want space, give them space. Have water ready, by the way, just off to the side. Yes. Well, nothing better than when I'm feeling like I just chugged way too much like custard. I need water, preferably iced, that I can sip. And, and a breeze, uh-huh. like turn a fan on. <laughs> yes. You know, get little, that AC going. Little, little things, baby, little things. Make it, make it nice <laughs> for me. I'm fat. I'm fat. I'm not to be comfortable. Oh. But I, I want to ask here as well, you know, so have that opportunity to get some of that insight from you. Years of wisdom and experience you've collated from your own gaming journey. And when we get the socials after this, listeners, you will be able to go and see that the success is not to be denied. Our XL Tim here is certainly more than an XL, but has gained a substantial amount of weight and the the gains are real and very inspirational. So I want to ask of you, you've had so many years of experience in the community with interacting with game men, interacting with women, etc, etc. What do you feel is the touchstone that we haven't talked on yet today what is what is something in your knowledge in your experience where you're thinking we haven't spoken on this and this needs to be talked about a big thing that i learned um over time i all right ready for this when i when i started in this community um when i was in even in high school i i fancied myself a feeder um i had a girlfriend in high school that i opened up to about um and she very uncomfortably accommodated me um for a little while and then just stopped she just couldn't do it anymore and i said okay understand 
Um, then I had a girlfriend in college whom I also fed uh, for about a year, and she put on about 40 pounds in that year. Um, and what I found was she was miserable. She hated it. Um, she was doing it for me. And so I was so wrapped up in it um, that I finally, I, I said, stop, let's stop this. What are we doing? I said, I, I, I don't want to make you feel like this. Um, and so, you know, we never did. And all that was because I didn't have, I didn't have the, the, the courage to gain myself. Um, what I did finally, <coughs> excuse me, uh, start to put myself out there as a gainer. Um, I thought every experience was going to be, I go to your house, you feed me, we have sex, and then I go home. Um, and specifically with, uh, with the, with the female feeders that I, that I've encountered, and I've been lucky, I really have to, to have met a, a good amount of them. Um, it's, it's, it's a relationship like it is anything else. Um, and I have had that experience where I've gone to her place or she's come to mine and it's been wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. But, uh, the best experiences were someone that I, I, I dated um, and that it wasn't just, you know, the feedism was part of it, but it was a relationship um, and that we grew together through that. And, you know, uh, th there was that mutual respect um, that that's what I've found the most success with. That's where I've gained the most. That's where I've enjoyed gaining the most um, has been in the relationships. Um, the one I, I have to say, there's someone I met on a, uh, on a business trip. Um, I was going, she didn't like me to say where she is, but I, I was going to this city and I said, Hey, where are some great spots to go eat? And she immediately reached out and said, let's meet. Um, and we carried on a distance relationship, uh, right up to COVID anyway. Um, and she opened my eyes to so many things to where would tell me, I want you to look at pictures of, hugely obese men um and i want that to turn you on because i want that to i want you to want to be that and i want you to see that and think that you're not big enough um but again all this was done through communication this was very you know it wasn't her manipulating me or trying to you know, do something horrible you know we talked all these things through which goes to what you talked about before about having the communication having limits having uh, goals <coughs> excuse me um, and then I did, I started doing that and I thought, oh my God, this is, man. and then we started playing a game where when we go out in public, she would have to find people who are fatter than me and point them out to me. Um, and the whole idea was just to get me to, into this mindset where, you know, I want to keep getting bigger and I want, I, I want to become what that person is. Um, and then what really blew my mind was one day she, she said, she mentioned how, I find my body more attractive than I do hers. And I said, no, you're crazy. Get out of here. Cause I, I find it very attractive, but, and I thought, holy shit. Like that was blew my mind. I was like, wow, I do. I find my body attractive. I never admitted that self to admitted that to myself before. Um, and that was a giant step for me, you know, where. That's a huge not, revelation when you, when you're, when you start to turn yourself on. <laughs> oh yeah. You're like, oh my God looking in the mirror grabbing <clears throat> grabbing at bits touching yourself and just being like holy fucking shit i am gorgeous like it is there's like almost a moment of fear where you're like holy shit if this continues i won't need anyone <laughs> because it'll just be me <laughs> me in a tub of ice cream just like alone at home just making it work <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and that's what that was the fear in my head that I is that am I destined to be alone? Is that and it's not at least not for me. Excuse me. Um, you know, I still want to share it with someone. I don't want to have someone in my life that I can that I can grow with, not to grow old, but grow grow in size and become, you know, what we both want me to be. That's beautiful, and I think there is such a a real romance in growth that I think makes so oh, yeah. for so many people. You know, it's like I've always been aroused by the concept of women who fatten up their husbands. You know, and I know people put the meme in there like. That. We can't cheat on other women and our fat and are gonna run away and like I get that. But I think there's a real romance in someone deliberately fattening you up to say, like, I want you and this is how I want you, and I love you so much that I want to help create you into this vision of perfection that's in my mind. And when that aligns with someone who wants to grow, holy shit, I can only imagine just the 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 depths of intimacy, the throes of passion, you know you know fucking and humping for a good 30 seconds before you get too out of breath you need to take a donut break and a, and a drink and a cold compress <laughs> um but Been there. I imagine how incredible that feels to have that true fulfillment where all factors relationships sex intellect it just all all lines up and all gets unlocked and unleashed all at the same moment just oh i want that it sounds so good oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's the, I mean, that's, that, that's the goal. Mm. Um, you know, if I heard from someone when we're done that says, Hey, do you want to get together and go to dinner? Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm game. Um, you know, but it's like anything else. I say, I, I look at it like dating, um, you know, or like anything else. Sometimes <laughs> it's a hookup. Sometimes it's, it is what it is, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think we're in an amazing time where we can actually meet, think 45, 40 years ago, if there was people who were our age and felt this way, they, you know, I think the best you could do was classified ads. Yeah. Yeah. Most likely. In the back of a dirty magazine. <laughs> yeah. And think of that, you know, now I, someone writes to me and now I got to wait three weeks to hear back and so on and so forth. Oh my God. So it's wild to wrap things up here. I want to ask you this. We've got a listenership base. And, you know, we can see some of the stats as we look through our thing through anchor.fm. But, you know, we don't get a breakdown based on sexuality and based on people's interests. We can presume there's quite a substantial gay male base, but there's also quite likely people who are attracted to women. Straight men or lesbian and people who, people who aren't us too, basically. And so in this moment, I want to ask you, for people who maybe align with your story, what advice would you give them when it comes to being their authentic selves and meeting people in the community. First and foremost, I would say, be careful. Um, you know, if you're going to meet someone, make sure someone knows where you're going. Um, I've had some, I've had some tough encounters. Um, and, and I've been fortunate. Um, but I'm sure there's plenty of people who haven't been as fortunate as I was where things can go wrong. So that's where I'd first put that. Sorry to be a bummer. Um, but, uh, it's so much of it to me is just you try to be, be you, um, be respectful, um, you know, as as much as like you said before, you see the belly, you get those blinders on, <clears throat> and you know that's that's all you're thinking about. I've been there, um, you know, but it's a person, 
And so be respectful, try to have a conversation, try to, and it's, it can be so hard because it's so nerve wracking. I still, to this day, I'll have someone that I'm attracted to and I'll want to reach out. And I start with, I'm just typing, Hey, and I'm staring at, Hey, and I'm like, if I send that, I'm just as bad as everybody I complain about. Hmm. Um, you know, and I try to, so it's cold out, huh? Food's <laughs> good. Pizza pies, pretty hot these days. <laughs> You know, it's so funny. I mean, I'll, I'll, I don't mind sharing with you, um, and I don't think James will mind either, that before um, we started the call, we were like, you know, I don't know what straight guys talk about. <laughs> How dare you out me? Like, no, but it, I don't know either. I don't know what they talk about either. It's so true because, and I think uh, Gromer versus Phoebe is such a reflection of how, like, culture works, right? Like, for queer people, it is so divisive of straightness right like we just don't think about it and i imagine it's very similar for straight people like it's not that you don't think gay people exist it's just like if you're not doing what i'm doing i don't know what you're doing i don't think to ask i don't i don't have a a, a zeitgeist insight into like the kind of common tropes about what people talk about and what the kind of go-to conversation starters are and you do have that moment of like what do I say? How do I, how do I get the ball rolling on this? And it's like, well, you're a thing. I'm, I'm a different thing. That's cool. cool I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's, that's a conversation. How do, how do we, how do we start that? But I think that openness is really important and that safety, much like you were saying, protecting yourself and, it's so easy to say especially in a world where you just want to jump in and connect with people but sometimes you do have to screen and make sure that you know who's on the other end of that and i will say these days i think it's easier because if they don't put up photos and if they're not putting up a name and if they oh yeah you know like there's there's little things like i have people on instagram right who they'll be like oh i'd love to call you sometime i'm like oh you can we can have a call here they're like oh no i meant over the phone i don't know how instagram works and i'm like there's, yeah, a, there's a camera button right up in the corner like come on like, oh, yeah, oh man doesn't work and i'm sat here like, Dude, <clears throat> like this is not this is not some shitty forum this doesn't fly anymore like if you don't want to then don't but also don't fuck around don't don't, don't do that you know what i mean like if you're uncomfortable just be like i'm not comfortable with that that's totally fine but it's the 100 it's the mislead it's the you know Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll meet you around the corner when no one can see us like that. That's pretty shame driven. And I'm like, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't do that. I don't do that. There was a guy actually not too long ago in my DMS who would send me selfies and then he would delete them. And cause he didn't have selfies up on his profile. And I was like, dude, if you're going to send them to me and then delete them after I've remarked on them, don't send them to me at all. All right. Was, he, was, just, was he in a relationship? Because I've noticed that's something that people who are in relationships that don't, I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, read everybody to filth here, but like I have noticed in my experience with men who do that, they are usually in a relationship and their partner doesn't know that they're doing this. And so in case the phone is discovered and snooped through, there's no paper trail. I mean, oh. look, it, it, I'm, I'm not here to discriminate or judge based on who people do and what, because I'm going to presume that if you're in a relationship and talking to me, that everything's open and kosher. But again, if there is a need to destroy the evidence, if there is a need to do things in an indirect roundabout kind of a way, that indicates to me that there is a level of secrecy here that I'm not intuiting, which means you're probably a step behind me on the journey of self-actualization 
And at this stage for my life, I'm not willing to accept that. I'm not really willing to yeah. you know, chat to guys, flirt with guys, do whatever with people who aren't like prepared to be human with me because it's a short yeah. fucking life. My, I got 24 hours in my day, several hundred minutes, and I do not want to waste them talking to someone who doesn't have the capacity to respect where I'm at. And I'm glad you put it in that perspective because I'm not shitting on people who might be in a completely different place in their journey and they might not be um, comfortable and confident enough to like really be open about it. But you are correct also in like you are at a point where you don't have to go backwards if you don't want to. And like I I, I understand that because I don't want to do it either. Well, no, that's that's so true. It's and it, it's 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 a hard lesson to learn. Um, it sure is. But it's it's if you want to be successful. Um, in finding someone who you, know, you really connect with in this community, that's that's the best way to do it. Um, it's 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 the harder way, you know. It's sending sending a dick pic and saying, "Hey, sexy," and you know, if someone reacts to that, oh, cool, all right, let's go. That's great, but it doesn't happen, or at least not often. No, um, I can't imagine it does anyway. I don't know. Maybe it no, does. I think I think with today's <laughs> sensibilities that that's still going to meet a mostly negative reaction. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, it's not. And and the other thing too, we have to always try to remember is that these apps are not hookup apps. You know, like Grinder. Like if I had a Grinder profile and people were sending me dick pics. Not that it's appropriate or that it's, you know, okay or anything, but it's like, I would expect that. I would yeah. come to expect it. I'd be like, I'm on a hookup app. So, but Grommer, Phoebe, Chaseable, Pup Zone, Burzy, these are not hookup apps. These are social apps. No, oh. it's like, what's the joke people say? You know, you don't go to McDonald's for a salad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you don't go to a house for a hug. Like, it's like, or that commercial where that guy's spilling his guts over the intercom, and then the guy's like, "Sir, this is a Wendy's." <laughs> but it's true. It's true. There's a time and a place for these types of things, and you know, XL Tim, I just want to bring it back here and say, you know, having someone like yourself on the podcast, who, you know, what what do you represent here? You represent someone who is quite established in the community. You've been around for a number of years. You've represented yourself effectively. You've made great friends. You represent for the straight male gainer and in a way that i think is probably quite healing for a number of us who've had negative experiences with straight men i see a lot of positivity there for community and if there's a takeaway from this and there should be a takeaway because fat boys love takeaway food um i think it's that we're really not that different a lot of what you've expressed i see myself in i think tim you've expressed that you see yourself in that and mm -hmm. i think a lot of our listeners are going to see themselves in that so i hope it means that as listeners who aren't straight encounter people who are fetus and gainers and encouragers and whoever in the community who are straight there'll be more opportunities for friendship and for co-support maybe there's belly pics exchanged and when we say that's really hot dude i like that we all just go thumbs up we're all, we're all here for the love and the greatness and the support but i just want to say thank you so much for being here today it's been such a pleasure and we hope we can have you back soon i would love that thank you both so much um i'm a fan um and i i, I, I would, i've had a great time i would love to do this again that's awesome thank you so thank much thank you now where can listeners find you online on grammar i am <laughs> This is my unfortunate name that I came up with from Beefy Frat. Um, it's plump my gut, um, but that's what I've kind of, it's been my name, so I stuck with it. Um, let's see, on Phoebe, I'm Tim Tim. Uh, 
and on Tumblr, I'm Timmy Snuggles. Oh. Um, another unfortunate name, but whatever. I'm not good at the names. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> well, no, the evolution of the evolution of names over the years, like. Some of our original names were pretty too. Like my original username was Chaser Boy, and I misspelled Chaser. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> it's iconic, and I love it. But look, that's a wrap for now here on Thick Radio. Please remember to like and subscribe, rate us five stars, and please leave us a good review because we need them. It'll help us out with the SEO stuff, people. If you liked this episode of the podcast or just us in general, please share it with your friends and encourage them to tune in. You can find me on Instagram and beefyfrat at Stanham. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and beefyfrat at Thicky Mouse. You can also look us up on TikTok at Thick Radio or at our website at www.podpage.com forward slash Thick Radio. If you want to submit a voice note, you can reach us at anchor.fm forward slash Thick Radio forward slash message. And if you have any questions or ideas for episodes, you can reach us at thethickradio at gmail.com. So until next time, bye fats. Bye fats. Bye fats. Let's talk about it. Thick Radio is a Patreon and Anchor app podcast produced by Stan and Vicky Mouse. Next and Master by Stan. Our artwork is provided by Lokitu. Our theme song is provided by Spotify Training.